This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 134. friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. It's a beautiful day here today and I'm looking out my window at the sunshine and thinking that I should be outside riding my bike or doing yard work or something like that. But here I am to record a podcast for you. When I'm done recording, that's probably exactly what I'm going to go do. So I hope where you are, it's sunny and beautiful and that you can get outside today and enjoy your time. If you are listening while you're outside, I appreciate that. So thank you for returning to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about approval seeking and rejection, the fear of rejection. But before we get into that, I want to ask you for a little help. I am working on a podcast where I answer your questions on coaching, on leadership, all the things that we talk about here on the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. This is the place where I teach you about life coaching and help you deal with work and your work-life balance. It's all about doing our work to get to the goal of balance and harmony in our life. And so I thought that a podcast where we talk about different questions that people have about these subjects would be interesting and exciting. So I just need some questions. If you can email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com, you can put in the subject line podcast questions. I will find them, hopefully, if you send me an email, and I will compile those questions and read them on the air. If you want me to use your name, leave your name. If you'd rather I didn't, that's fine too. So help me out, send me some questions, and hopefully in the next few weeks, I will be recording that podcast for you. So today I want to talk to you about the fear of rejection and our approval-seeking behavior because I think that this is something that we all struggle with. A lot of us are people pleasers, especially um, those of us where we're dealing with clients. We want them all to be happy. We want the people that we work with to be happy. And we have this intense fear of rejection. And I just want to talk about that and how we can realize it and acknowledge it and then deal with it. So the definition of rejection is the dismissing or refusing of a proposal or idea, the spurning of a person's affections. So basically, somebody just kind of blowing us off, right? Or not being happy with us or saying something negative about us. That's what, what this rejection fear is all about. And there's a lot of rejection to deal with in veterinary medicine. Clients reject our recommendations. Clients can reject our prices or they turn down our treatment plans due to their money situation or they'll turn down our treatment plans because something a breeder told them or something a friend told them. I, I experience that all the time, right? That my friend who's been raising dogs for years told me such and such and then they reject our proposal. And a lot of times that feels like personal rejection. There is sometimes rejection by other veterinarians. We will refer a case and they won't agree with our assessment 
or they'll redo some of our treatments or our diagnostics, and that feels like rejection. The negative online reviews that we get from clients feels very much like rejection to us, right? And then we have that intense fear of lawsuits or board complaints because that is a big rejection, right? If somebody doesn't respect our expertise and then lashes out on us with a board complaint, that is a very big rejection. So why is rejection so painful or why do we fear it? It's basically programmed into us because we're very social beings and we are wired to be in groups. It's that caveman mentality, right? If we stay in the cave with the other cavemen, we will be safe from the saber-toothed tiger or what's out there in the world, the dinosaurs or or whatever. If we're in groups and we are and we have a sense of belonging, then we feel safe. But if we are rejected and pushed away from the group, then you're standing alone, and that could result in danger or death even sometimes. So our brain has this fear of rejection basically to keep us safe, that whole safety in numbers mentality. And we're programmed really early in life when we're kids to seek approval from our parents, to seek approval from others. It's that peer pressure mentality. And many of us confuse that approval with being worthy of acceptance. And so worthiness plays a big role in this fear of rejection. Approval seeking and fear of rejection is what keeps us small. It keeps us from stepping out. It prevents us from living our authentic life and putting ourselves out there and putting ourselves first. If you want to create something big or stand out, you have to get over this fear of rejection. You have to risk it. There's risk involved. And sometimes if you start to put yourself out there and you start to challenge the status quo, people will hate on you. And that's kind of that negative review thing, right? If you stand up and do the right thing, there are going to be haters. They don't want you to step out of line. And so dealing with the hate, dealing with the haters is part of getting over this fear of rejection mentality or this need of acceptance. Now, the best example that I came up with when I was thinking about this podcast is that I have two children, which are now adults, but they were kind of different kids when they were in high school. They stood out a little bit. My daughter and son are both very talented musicians, and they worked very hard to excel in their music. My daughter's a singer, and I've, I've, you've met her before on the podcast. She's an opera singer. She's a performer. She is a talented musician. And my son is a composer and performer. And he plays multiple instruments, and he's a very talented musician. So when both of my kids were in high school, they were kind of at the top of their game when it came to music. And they stood out a little bit. And they're both very thinking beings. And so there was a lot of pain wrapped around the fact that they would sometimes get picked on and people would reject them. So they had friends. They, it wasn't that they didn't have friends, but there were those people in high school that tried to tear them down because they were creating excellence in their field. 
And so there were times when they were teenagers that either one of them at different times would come home and be upset that somebody was either bullying them or criticizing them or trying to tear them down on social media for whatever reason. It was usually made up, like there was something, somebody was bullying them for some thing or another. And so what we had to do was we had to think about why they were being rejected. And a lot of times they thought it was because there was something wrong with them, right? That's the first thing we go to. Oh, there must be something wrong with me if people reject me or if people criticize me. But what I had to try to tell them was, look, people that step out, people that are successful or more talented than others or have something unique in the world are the people that other people reject because it's human nature, When people see somebody stepping out and excelling, they want to squash that, right? And so they have a tendency to try to tear other people down. And so our human nature, when other people are trying to tear us down, makes us want to stay small and stay out of the limelight, stay off the stage, so to speak. But in reality, doing great things requires that we face this rejection. So even though... The fear of rejection feels bad and it feels dangerous. It's even more dangerous to give in to that fear of rejection. Because if we fear that feeling of rejection, then we will stay small and then we will not use our talents to their fullest. And so it's a really hard lesson to learn especially as a teenager, that look, if you stand out, people are going to target you. But if you want to do great things, you have to stand out. And so my kids and I had this conversation a lot, and we still do to this day because it still happens. When I bought my practice and I was a female practice owner, there were groups where I was the only woman. And so I stood out. And I had some rejection from the men around me that were also practice owners. Because I was pushing the boundaries, I stood out and I was a big target. But had I given in to my fear of rejection from the profession, I would not have pushed forward in order to build my practice. If we seek approval at all costs, we will tamp down our own talents and gifts. And then we basically reject ourselves. So that fear of rejection turns into self-rejection. It's really an interesting cycle, right? We want to be accepted for who we are. Then we change who we are to be accepted. We reject our authentic selves and talents and gifts and wants and needs. And then we are accepted by others, but we're rejected by ourselves. It's crazy. It's really messed up. So what are some of the things that you have done or avoided doing just to get that feeling of acceptance? What have you missed out on because you wanted to be accepted? So in the example of my kids, they stood out as musicians and some of the kids tried to reject them for that. So I had to encourage them by working on their idea that bigger talents create bigger targets. People bullied them because they stood out. 
And that's really true, isn't it? Right now in, in the world, the Olympics are going on. And so there's this huge example of super talented, super hardworking people. But because they are in the limelight, because they are under public scrutiny, they take a lot of rejection. They take a lot of criticism, right? If they don't win the gold medal, they have to accept the fact that people are going to be unhappy with them. If, like um, I just read yesterday that Simone Biles bowed out of one of the competitions because she was feeling mental stress. And in order to do that, she had to fear a lot of rejection. She had to fear the rejection of her teammates. She had to feel the criticism from the public. There was a lot that she had to put herself out there to feel in order to take care of herself and be her authentic self. So part of excellence is learning to accept rejection and criticism. Now, ironically, as I was writing this podcast, I took a little break for lunch because I like to write down all the notes and research all the notes for the podcast before I actually get on to talk about them, even though, as you can tell, I'm kind of freestyle with it. I'm kind of freewheeling, but I like to have some notes so I kind of know what direction I'm going in. And I don't always stick to that direction. (laughs) I, I know that sometimes happens. But as I was writing this podcast, I took a break for lunch and I picked up my cell phone to kind of scroll through Instagram. And to kind of see what was happening with my kids and friends. I like, to, I like to look through Instagram to see what everybody's doing. And I saw a video of Joe Rogan getting into an ice bath, which is kind of weird. But I scrolled by it and I thought, oh, this is interesting. Look at Joe. He was getting into this ice bath and he was going to sit in it for 20 minutes. Well, I don't know why anybody would do that or think that that's a good idea. But this is what he was doing. So I thought it was kind of crazy, but kind of amazing, you know, because you have to have great mental discipline to sit in a bath of ice water for 20 minutes. I know I could not do it. Now, I didn't watch the full 20 minutes of the video. I kind of pushed through it because I wanted to see if he actually did it and, and how he looked at the end. And then after I saw him actually do it, he sat in there for 20 minutes. So God love him. He, he looked miserable, but he did it. Um, I took some a couple of seconds to look at some of the comments that people wrote on this video. And they were really ugly, some of them. Like people commented and critiqued him for not having enough ice in the water. It's like, what? He had ice in the water. I'm sorry. How much ice is enough to sit in for 20 minutes? So even in something that simple that somebody posts on the internet, you're going to have all these haters. So it doesn't matter how great your accomplishments are, people will hate. And if we can just accept that, that haters are going to hate, and that's okay, that will free us to do many, many things in life. And then that translates into our profession, right? We do all this amazing work every day. But there are always those that critique us. They critique our prices, the speed with which we provide our services. They critique our medicine. doesn't really matter, right? The haters are going to hate. But we get to decide how we feel about the amazing work that we're doing. And if we don't get that fear of rejection under control, we'll cave to the rejection. And then we'll quit. We'll quit the profession. We'll stop working. And basically what that is, is rejecting ourselves, rejecting our veterinary jobs, rejecting our talent. 
And that's precisely why I talk to you every week, is I really want to fix this. I want us to love this profession, change the things that need to be changed, but don't quit the profession. And I think that that's possible. So how do we combat that need for acceptance and that fear of rejection? So one of the first steps that we can take is to approve of ourselves first. So if you know deep in the core of your soul that you are worthy, then you can just approve of yourself. So whether you're a spiritual person, you believe in God or whatever it is, or you believe in the universe, there is this basic acceptance and this basic concept is that all humans are worthy. And if you can get to the point where you believe in your deepest, darkest soul that you are worthy, then you can accept your successes and you can approve of everything that you do. And then that approval, that approval of self will develop into self-confidence. You can love yourself no matter what. And then you can honor your goals. So the first step is this self-acceptance. And our basic fear of rejection, if you remember this, comes from your thoughts. Our fear comes from our thoughts about belonging. And if you can realize that it's okay to be rejected by others, but not okay to be rejected by yourself, that will go a long way into letting go of your fear of this rejection that you have. So in working on this feeling of worthiness and being self-acceptant, there are some things that you can do. You can sit down and really explore the way your brain works. Ask yourself a few questions. Do you love your ideas more than other people's ideas for you? Are you more in touch with what you want than what others want for you? Do you want to have great experiences? Do you want to write your own story? Or do you want to sit with other people in the pack? Now, I when I think about this question is, do you want to do your own thing or sit in the pack? I think of the decision to be the owner of the practice. Many years ago, when I decided to buy a practice and become the owner, it wasn't really the norm. And so I had to decide, do I want to sit back and be an associate and just be accepted? Or do I want to buy a practice and really take a risk of failure and of putting myself out there and of criticism? And had I sat back in the pack, I would have never had the amazing experience that I had owning my practice for all these years and the freedom that it allowed me financially and time-wise and all the things that it brought to my life. So do you want to please other people more or do you want to please yourself more? These are all questions that you can ask when working on this fear of rejection. And you get to decide that when someone else critiques you or rejects you, you get to decide if you want to let that hurt or not. Your thoughts about their rejection is what causes your feelings. That's what counts. So if you have self-confidence and you love yourself, you can work on changing your thoughts about acceptance and rejection. Because you can't feel negative about a negative review unless you have a thought about it. 
So when someone gives you a negative review, if you think, wow, thanks for that critique, it's really going to help me change, that feels a whole lot different than if you take it personally and you make it mean something about you, right? And whenever I think about changing my thoughts, it it feels very difficult. It's like, oh, here we go with trying, trying to change our thoughts again. But if you can get this concept in your mind and you can really accept that it's true, it will change your world. So here's a simple exercise that I came up with. It's a very simple exercise for you to practice this rejection. Like you have to kind of practice getting rejected in order to make it not mean so much, right? So I don't know if any of you feel this way, but there are times when I'm afraid to offer clients the best treatment plan because I kind of prejudge their financial situation. I either judge it off of my own financial situation or I judge it off of the way they look. You know, it's really hard to offer the top tier treatment plan because of the fear of rejection, right? So a very simple exercise would be to, for the next day, offer every single client top care. Offer them every vaccine, every test that you have, the top tier of care for their pet. And don't give them a plan B. And then just stand there and wait for the rejection. Because some of them are going to say no, right? So if you practice thinking that the rejection means nothing about you and your plan, it just means everything about them and what they want for their pet. Practicing the thoughts about their rejection is going to help you practice thoughts about rejection in all other circumstances. So make up your own little exercise. What fear do you have about rejection? And what can you do to challenge it? If you don't like your singing voice and you know that people are going to reject you for that, practice singing in a public place. I've done this a couple of times in stores. I've, I've actually done it involuntarily, like I've been singing along to the music in the store because I have a tendency to do that, or dancing. And then when somebody like gives me a side eye, then I'll stop, right? Because I'm, I'm getting rejected. They're judging me. But if you can just keep doing it and feel how that feels, it's very freeing, then that gives you some power when something else happens and you're getting rejected to overcome it. It's like when I dance in a store and people look at me or my friends move away from me because I'm dancing. If I just keep dancing, even though I'm being rejected, it feels amazing. It feels great. And it's a pretty low risk, right? Unless you get really crazy and they, and they throw you out of the store. But a little bit of dancing and people giving you the side eye is a great way to practice rejection. And remember, when you're getting that side eye or getting that rejection, ask yourself the questions. Who do I want to please, them or me? Does it feel better to dance in the aisles at Myers? Or does it feel better to accept someone's rejection and stop? and then stifle my own joy? Do I want to have great experiences or be part of the pack? I kind of would rather dance in the aisle at Myers. And do you love your ideas more than other people's ideas for you? So in any time you feel a little bit of fear of rejection, ask yourself some basic questions. Who do I want to be? 
Do I want to sit on the sidelines or do I want to stand out like the Olympic athletes? And then remember the thought, the only person that needs to accept me is me. That thought releases you. Accepting yourself and opening yourself up to life creates the possibilities, right? If the Olympic athletes didn't open themselves up to rejection and failure, they would never become Olympic athletes. And so what is the parallel in your life? What are you trying to create for yourself? A beautiful career, a beautiful family, joy, all those things require you to open yourself up to being rejected. There are other ways to think about acceptance and rejection in other kinds of circumstances. When we're in relationships, there is always that acceptance and rejection. And sometimes rejection in a relationship is super painful. If you have a close relationship with someone and they reject you for whatever reason, that feels painful. And rightfully so, because your thoughts about that person are so strong. And so when rejection happens on a personal level, it can be quite painful. And that is because of the way we think about it. And so I'm not proposing that you can just be okay with that. Being rejected sometimes is painful. And sometimes it even helps you to correct your own behavior if you step out of line. If you do something that's kind of socially unacceptable or unacceptable in a relationship and that close person rejects that idea or rejects that behavior, then that can be a correction point for you. You can decide that that rejection means something that does mean something to you and you want to accept the rejection, so to speak. It's almost like a correction rather than a rejection. So feeling the pain of rejection can sometimes help you make an adjustment in your life. And when I think of that, I go back to the fact that when I was younger, I got fired from a job. And that was a huge rejection, right? And it was super painful because I felt really slammed personally by that rejection. And it really wasn't. There was a difference of ideas between me and the person that fired me. And so after I was able to explore all those feelings, I was able to learn the lesson that I needed to learn. But on some level, that rejection was really valuable to my personal growth. And so accepting rejection can help you grow. And that's another way I like to think about it, is sometimes we're rejected because we need to be. Sometimes things end Sometimes people shun us or let go of our relationship because that's what we need in this time in our life. So if you can take the rejection as not being a testament to your worthiness, you're still worthy of love, you're still worthy of a good life, you're still worthy of success, but perhaps there is some lesson in it for you and you can think that through, then you will be able to handle the rejection Feel the pain of it, but then turn it into a lesson. So there's one more way to think about this accepting and rejecting. We do this to other people. We accept them or we reject them. And when we do that, we're not always 
thinking of a thinking of it as a personal affront to them. We are just deciding if their ideas or their behavior is acceptable to us, to our authentic way of thinking. And so when someone rejects us or accepts us, if we think about it as them being authentic to themselves and not necessarily rejecting us personally, that will help us feel worthy, that will help us feel confident in our own selves. Because when you reject something, someone's ideas, you don't agree with them, maybe you even critique them, it's not always a personal affront. It's just a rejection of their ideas. So why is it then when someone rejects us, we take it to mean that we're some kind of loser? Like this client rejected me, so now I'm a bad veterinarian. That doesn't make sense, right? Because when you don't agree with another person, you don't think that they're bad, you just don't agree with them. And so sometimes when a client doesn't agree with me and it, it kind of bothers me or it, it feels like it's a personal affront, I have to change my thinking. Well, they just don't want this particular choice. They don't want to do what I think is right. They want to do what they think is right. And in the big scheme of things, they are the ones that are in charge of themselves. They get to live with the decisions that they make about their pet. It's not about me. So my challenge for you this week in thinking about this acceptance and rejection concept is to think about in what ways in your life are you rejecting your honest, true self in order to avoid getting rejected? What things are you giving up in life? What successes? What challenges? And how does your thinking influence the way you act? What if you were totally self-confident? What if you truly believed in yourself without fail? You believed in your worthiness. You believed that you were the best and you were working to be the best version of yourself. What would that feel like? And I would argue that it would feel amazing, that it would free you from so many things. You get to decide who you want to be. You get to decide if you want to dance in the grocery store. Pick a couple things this week that you can do that are kind of out of your comfort zone and try to feel the rejection and try to be okay with it. I think that's an amazing exercise to help you build more self-confidence. So here is a couple quotes for you on this subject. The first one is from Shannon L. Elder. When you give yourself permission to communicate what matters to you in every situation, you will have peace despite rejection or disapproval. Putting a voice in your soul helps you to let go of the negative energy of fear and regret. Dr. Steve Maraboli said, Every time I thought I was being rejected from something good, I was actually being redirected to something better. That's a good one. I would sum that up by saying rejection is a teaching moment, right? Rejection is a lesson. Okay, so I just want to encourage you to remember that you are worthy, 
If you need help with any of the subjects that we talk about here on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to me on my email, jacapeldvm at gmail.com, or go to my website if you want to do a little free coaching and see what it's all about, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. I'll talk to you again next week on the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Bye. Bye.